When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. It's Thursday, February 2nd. I'm Jeff Schwartz alongside Matt Ford. This is Jeff Schwartz of Smart You, powered by the Varsity Podcast Network. And Matt, I didn't think we were going to do a show today because I didn't think we'd have enough to talk about. And guess what? We have so much to talk about. We have the coaching carousels almost finally complete the National Football League. One of the all-time greatest players in the National Football League has retired once again. It feels very official this time. I don't know if you feel that same way. And we'll get into a little bit of the Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Chiefs will do all of that in just a few moments. How are you today, Matt? How was your experience watching the games this past weekend? It was mostly good. Um, I will say I at the when it was, what was it, 13-3 or something like that in the, yes. in the Chiefs game, I did bet the Bengals money line plus 410. Um, and I was very invested in that outcome because I thought that that was the best bet I've ever made. It was like right when... There was a change of possession and somebody was like, plus 410 feels a little bit crazy to be down only 10 points in a game that every time the Bengals have come back and won. So I was disappointed, but I, I you know, I don't know. I, I was watching it with rose colored or, or orange colored glasses, I should say. And it did feel like on that last drive on the on the punt return, they missed a clear block in the back. And then that that penalty as soon as as soon as he hit Mahomes out of bounds, poor Asai, I was just like, well, that was fun. Like it's it's been real. Yeah. 
that was yeah that was that that was a penalty For the sure. block in the back was would have been on the gunner because um the block in the back that people thought happened closer to sky Moore was not a block in the back if you watch on film he just stood there and kind of put his hands up the guy just tripped he fell down the block in the back was closer but my thing with all these calls is if it's a 50-50 don't call it yeah. like i'm that's, i'm always going to be that way 50-50 just don't call it but here's the thing about these Bengals games too the 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 Chiefs Bengals games if mahomes doesn't just lose the football on that random play yep. the chiefs go up two scores in the third quarter the game's over yep. and none of this even matters and just like that was no doing of the Bengals. that was just pat mahomes losing the ball weirdly that was the first fumble he lost all season well it's so funny like when i mean we'll get to this with tom brady i'm sure somehow in a minute but like there's no nuance right like if if the chiefs had lost if you know, that 15-yard penalty didn't happen or if Butker had missed the kick and it had gone to overtime or, you know, whatever. Um, can you imagine how different the story would be about Mahomes? It's like, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the play of the season was that fumble. Like, that's how different we are. And, and now, you know, people are already doing the like, well, Tom Brady's the greatest for now. Wait till Mahomes finishes his career. Like, that's the kind of difference we're talking about in these narratives. Oh, I know. And Joe Burrow would be the face of the league if if that game had gone differently. You know what I mean? Like, it's so crazy to think people just get so, I mean, we're doing it too. We have to have opinions and takes on whatever and you use the full set of your data. But it's just crazy yes. how fine the line was. And, look, and I thought Mahomes was better than Burrow before this game. And now after the game, I feel the exact same way. But now people are doing the other thing where they're like, Mahomes is just so much better. I'm like, Burrow right. played pretty well too. I, he, he had did. a bunch of good throws. But but here's the thing is like last year Mahomes got knocked for not finishing the game in overtime against the Bengals in the NFC Championship. Obviously, in the second half, he didn't play well. Burrow had the ball with two minutes left with, with a field goal. It's all he needed was a field goal. And then they didn't, they didn't win the game. And we knocked Mahomes for those moments. We knocked Payne Manning for those. We've knocked all these quarterbacks in those moments. And Burrow gets he needs to get the same sort of career. Now, again, doesn't change Burrow's trajectory of his career. He's still, in my opinion, you enter this next season with Mahomes one, Burrow two, Allen three, Herbert four, like Lawrence five. I mean, it's pretty much Lamar six. Lamar. Like, yeah. kind of like those are the top quarterbacks. You know, maybe you throw in a an Aaron Rodgers if he's in the right spot or Dak Prescott next up and a cousin. Who else? Jalen Hurts. Yo, sorry, I forgot Jalen Hurts. Yes, absolutely. Jalen Hurts up there. Um, I know I was forgetting someone. So basically, just just run down the, the AFC quarterbacks and the throw like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Tyler Huntley, the <laughs> Pro Bowler. <laughs> okay. I know the Pro Bowl game is this weekend. It's not even a game anymore. The Pro Bowl festivities. It's just time to get rid of it. Like, when Tyler Huntley made the Pro Bowl, that's the signal that it's over. This event is over. It's over. I like Tyler Huntley. I covered him uh, at Utah. Great story. He started what, Matt? Five games this year? Like six games? He had two touchdowns passing. Two. It, he's a pro bowler. Like There's no one else. And Josh Allen backed out of the pro bowl and is playing in a pro-am this weekend. He's totally fine. He just wanted to play golf instead. So like the I mean, Pro Bowl's the, done. Like just be done with it. There's no there's no purpose anymore. You know, it, it used to be a, a, a prestigious thing, right? Like I made the Pro Bowl. It used to matter toward Hall of Fame voting, right? Okay, this guy made so many Pro Bowls, and it still mm -hmm. does, I think. But how can we treat it seriously when a backup quarterback who didn't even play, like, like, like doesn't Brock Purdy deserve more of a Pro Bowl vote than Tyler Huntley does? Like, what are we doing here? I mean, how about I mean. 
And there's so many, it's, it's funny, like how bad is Kenny Pickett that he didn't get that, <laughs> that he didn't get that slot? Like how bad is Mac Jones that he didn't get that slot? Like you run out of guys who played, but like Tyler Huntley played only half a season. Like Kenny Pickett was probably more important to his team than Huntley was. Like you're, but who cares? That doesn't matter. It's, you're right. Like people did used to think of it as something. And I even remember like growing up in like, you know, in the nineties and being like, wow, like. Here's like Champ Bailey guarding, you know, T.O. in a game. Like, this is awesome. And like the guys, you used to didn't turn it down unless you were actually injured. And I think because it was in Hawaii, like people like to go with their families and they just sort of threw it out. And now it's like, I thought the flag football thing was fun. And, you know, that you could really yeah. like see some wacky stuff on the field. Um, but at this point, it's like, what are so we doing? Here's my, here's my general take on, on all-star games now versus when we were kids okay this is this is like a millennial take i guess we're like the upper echelon of like millennial age right i I believe we are um is that when we were kids we couldn't watch everyone play every night right like that was there was there weren't the options to watch all the stars play like i grew up in los angeles like i had to watch the lakers play i had to watch the dodgers play the kings play the clippers no one watched the clippers play but there was the option to watch the clippers play and so you know, you just watched, and I was not a Dodgers fan. I was a Giants fan, but I watched a Dodgers play. That's, that was what was available to me. And then obviously, if you're in our age range, you watch the Braves on TBS and you watch the Cubs on WGN. Like that's what you had to watch, right? And you there, was, there were a yep. couple national NBA games on Saturdays and Sundays and a couple national college basketball games. So the All-Star game was the first time all season that you might have seen someone play that you had not seen play all season. There was an excitement to watch. I remember watching yeah. the, the you know the, the Major League Baseball All Star Game, seeing a, a pitcher that I had maybe seen once all season pitch. I'm like, oh my god! Right? Or, or like, or Ken Griffey Jr. Or like, like Messina, or, or, or like yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. I hadn't seen him play all season. I had to watch a home run derby with Ken Griffey. Oh my! Like, how cool is this? Yeah. And you know, and obviously the yeah. Pro Bowl is the same way. You know, the 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 the, um, the slam dunk contest. But now, dude. I can go to my. I can watch it all every every night. I'm sitting. I sit at home. I while I do radio at night. I'm watching. I just put on any college basketball game I want at ESPN Plus. There's 300 of them every night. I can watch anything I want at any time. Yeah. I have MLB package. I have a football package. I don't pay for the NBA package. But how many games a week are there on? So like, there's less of a of a thirst I think for wanting to watch these games, these All Star games because we see it all the time. I get to see all these NFL players play each week because I can watch every NFL game imaginable. I don't feel the thirst. Same with the All-Star Weekend of a basketball All-Star Weekend or MLB All-Star Weekend. I yep. watch these guys hit home runs every night. I don't need to watch a home run derby anymore. It's not, it's not exciting for me. And for younger folks than us who've seen a hundred All-Star games, like you can just do it on Madden or 2K. Like you can just <laughs> put like your Christian McCaffrey on, you know, with Patrick Mahomes. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's what the fun of the Pro Bowl was at one point was – you know, oh, wow, there's Peyton Manning throwing yeah. to, you know, Chad Ochocinco. Awesome. Like, that would have been so cool. But now it's like, I can just do that in Madden whenever I want. That's why I think it's so – that's why I think it's so different now. Like, I just – and players don't take it seriously. Like, we were talking yesterday on the radio about um, – Remember the old skills competition with the quarterbacks and the, you know how cool that was to watch those quarterbacks? Yeah, it used to be but so like, fun. But imagine, imagine now, like, a star quarterback plays in one of those and blows his shoulder out. Okay? Let's just say he blows his shoulder out. Dude, there's no there's no guaranteeing that that quarterback is back after the season. Like teams move on from guys so quickly. There's no, and there never was much loyalty. But 
losing your your job in the NFL because you threw a quarterback competition at the Pro Bowl, like no one would ever sign up for that now. There's too much money involved. And so it just doesn't make sense now. Yeah. I, I'm seeing videos of guys. There's a golf outing as we're taping this right now on Wednesday. Um, at the Pro Bowl. Like, yeah, it's fun to watch guys goof around. I'm not saying like it's not fun to just like see guys enjoying themselves around their friends. That's fine. But it's not what it used to be. And if they just said no more Pro Bowl, we're just going to vote for the Pro Bowl. So it will tally on your your record sheet. Okay, Jeff Schwartz, you made a Pro Bowl. Matt Ford, you made a Pro Bowl. But there wasn't the alternate system when the seventh alternate makes a Pro Bowl. And we just left it at that. This weekend was just no football this weekend. I, I, I would survive. I think we'd all be fine with that setup. Yeah, it's uh, it's a shame because there it used to be really fun, and you know everyone's been uh, had this on their radar for the last few years. And this this Tyler Huntley is the death knell um, for the Pro Bowl. But you know, I think we're the first show in the history of podcasts to talk about Tyler Huntley for five minutes before we talked about Tom Brady <laughs> retiring. Um, so Tom Brady retired. Um, I saw one of your tweets this morning that was like, "Can I just can I just re-rack my opinion from last year?" And I, the answer is no. You're going to have to give us a Why? new opinion. Tom Brady is retired because that's lame. It's uh, another year happens. I mean, you could give your same opinion. It's your show. Um, but yeah, I'm curious. Like, what did you think of like the whole thing? I mean, it was it was seemed to happen kind of out of nowhere. It was a Wednesday morning. It was between the, the it was Pro Bowl week this week where nothing's yeah. going on. Um, and it was just this sort of like, hey, it's me. I'm retiring where last year was eight million Instagram posts of everyone he ever played with. I'm just curious what you thought of uh, how how this unfolded and if it's Well, this real. feels a lot more authentic, doesn't it? Like, I'm just making yeah. a 20-second video, I'm out. It, it, we felt this season watching him play that he was exhausted. Now, obviously, it, it's hard for us to quantify how much his personal life played a role in his football season this year, but I have to imagine it did, right? I mean, going through a divorce for anyone is probably mentally draining. And then obviously doing it while playing football and then doing it while TMZ reports on everything that's happening in your life probably makes it much more miserable. Right. Um, and then trying to be Tom Brady on the football field and then doing it in Tampa Bay where you have a, a new head coach that doesn't really mesh with, I think the way you want to play football, your offense is disaster. Your offensive line is, is beat up. And it just, the, this year was, he just looked miserable all season. And the video to me just was like, look, I, I just don't want to do this again. I'm just going to like get my phone out. I'm making a video and I'm done with it. Now, in a month, he might say I'm coming back. I just think, he, I, I think Matt, he's doing it now to tell everyone that it's preparing for the off season. All these teams like, look, don't count me in your plans. Like if you're the Raiders, if you're the Niners, if you're someone, do not count me as a guy you can count on to be your quarterback. And he's just getting it out of the way, getting it done with. Also, too, you know, he has maybe media obligations next week, other things he's got to do in his life. Like, he wants this to not be a distraction for him, for anyone else moving forward. Just like, I'm done. But this is this felt authentic for once, right? Like, it just was him on the beach, looked like, done, moving along. Um, and look, greatest of all time to ever do it. We know that. Um, I mean, his last pass of the season at like 45 years old was a 60-yard pass that, you know, like it was an incredible pass. He could have probably still played. Like, you could have easily sold me on him going to the Niners oh, yeah. and winning a Super Bowl with them next season. Like, easily sold me on that. But I just think, yep. man, 
and I, I've made this argument for years with with Tom. Like at some point, that that family life juggling was going to be too much, right? Like his wife had made it clear for a while that it was time to be done with football. Like there is a burden, man, with trying to play the sport with your family for a long time. And as his family got older, it felt like that was a burden. Obviously it became too much. And I think just, it caught up. It just was over. It was time, man. Like it, most of us that play the sport don't have fairytale endings. We don't. Now Tom could have had a fairytale ending. He could have just been done at Tampa, won a Super Bowl, and walked off. Most of us don't. Most of us end injured or like Tom, where you're just like, all right, I'm just done. I'm over it. I'm ready to move along. That's what it looked like to me. Like, I'm just done. I'm done. I'm over it. Let's move my next chapter of my life. Um, most of us end like that. Very rarely do end like John Elway, Payne Manning, where you're just, you're a superstar and you walk off in the sunset after a Super Bowl victory. And so yeah. he's one of the best to ever do it, obviously. Um, you know, maybe he's in Super Bowl coverage. I don't know. Maybe he's on to the next venture. Um, but it just seemed like this seems real this time, Matt, uh, more so than last time. I, I don't know if you feel the same way as I do on that one. I do too. And I think the timing of it is part of it. Like he's got that stupid movie coming out. Um, are we seeing that together? <laughs> 80 for Brady. Um, we're going to, is that should a we, movie should we see it? Should we, see, should we set, should, I, should we like make a, I think that, I think you need to fly in Hank and you guys have to see it as a group. The four of us, because you got to come in too. We'll just go. We'll get four seats at the AMC and the Promenade in Santa Monica, and we can all check it out. What do you think? Oh my God, I'm being grateful. <laughs> so I, but hey, honestly, love, like, I'm flying. Hey, Meredith, I'm flying to, to Los Angeles. It's a big. It's a research project. I have to go <laughs> to see 80 for Brady. Yeah, it's for the podcast. I'm staying at Matt's. <sighs> uh, it's going to be fine. Um, but honestly, like there's going to be a lot of talk about him in this stupid movie in the next week. Then there's the week of everybody dying for a story for a week at Super Bowl. Like I, you've been there. It's like it's like uh, being at a club and there's insane, you know, yeah. you're, there's one woman and 900 men. It's like everyone's just desperate. They're like, please, someone give us something to talk about for a week. It's sad. So this, if he really wanted this to be a story and like a big thing, he would have done it at a different time. I think he tried to get out of the way now, so he didn't have to then deal with it for the next couple of weeks. And I think he, I think he's done for sure. And I, I, I think two things. One is there's a lesson to be learned here for like the LeBrons, the all of these all timers as they sort of ride off into the sunset, like. Even Michael Jordan didn't retire right, right? Like he could have. And part of the, the Michael Jordan lore is that he retired at his peak. He left and everyone sort of wondered like, man, what else could this guy have done? And he could have had a few seasons like Brady's last two seasons where it was like a honorable playoff loss that didn't really, you know, didn't really change the course of the NBA. He, he, didn't, he didn't do that until he came back to the Wizards and no one even thinks about that. Brady could have left after that Super Bowl and think about how differently you'd feel about him. Whatever happened in his personal life, we wouldn't have cared. He would have been out of the league for two years. We wouldn't have seen what it looked like when he stopped sort of caring as much about the game on the field for whatever reason. Something obviously is going on in his life besides football. And it's really interesting, the timing. It's like LeBron should be watching this and taking notes, honestly. But I, my big question was, what was the goal this year? Like, it probably changed because of whatever, you know, Obviously, his marriage. 
But what was the intention? Was the intention to actually come back to the Bucks and win a Super Bowl? Was it just to keep going until he was as old as he could be? Like that was at one point his goal is just to keep playing forever for TV 12 or whatever. Like what was the goal and did he meet it? Because I think like maybe what happened was halfway through the season, whatever his goal was, was he was just like, I, it's not happening. And that's what I think we all saw on the field. And, you know, well, that's between him and whoever else in his life. We'll never know. I think that his goal was always to win a Super Bowl. And then when he realized maybe it wasn't happening this year, plus his off the field, um, you know, it just kind of all came crashing down on him. Right. Um, but he wanted to go to the Dolphins, right? Like that was at yeah. one point the thing was he wanted to go play with Sean Payton and Sean Payton just signed up with Denver who he must, they must've talked at some point. Like, do you know what I mean? Like this whole thing, maybe, maybe he just was going to get docked for some integrity thing for this, for this Dolphins thing. Like maybe there was some other reason that he had to come back and play for the Bucks, and he just never was really into it. I, I think I've said this often and I, I don't know if this is, if it's applicable to Tom Brady at all, but you know, when football becomes your life right now, there's like two ways to look at being a football player, right? One is, is obviously, you know, is it like it becomes, it consumes you 24 seven, right? It's your life. And there's a lot of that has to, you have to be good to do that. Right. It was also then the football player who's like, you know, plays football, but also has a life. Like I felt like that was me, right? I, I was consumed by football, but I also, and mostly because I had to also had to just play on four teams in four years. I always expected there, there to be an end. So I was always prepared for the end to happen. Like if you're Tom Brady, you probably never mentally prepared for the end to like ever really happen. You just thought you'd play forever. And yep. some of those guys that play football their entire lives, man, it becomes who they are and, and they can never see the end of it. Like LeBron has played basketball. He's been a prodigy. He was 12 years old, whatever it is. Like Matt, he, he's, he's never not been a basketball player. So for him, why, why would he do anything else but play basketball? Like that to me, feels like, with Tom, it's like I've always I've always done football. It's always what I've been. I've always been a football player, and he I think he finally realized last year I, I'm maybe I'm more than that, or I'm just I'm done. Like that's I've I've done my football thing. It's time to move on. I wish him the best. I'm curious if we'll see him at the Super Bowl. I feel like it would almost be counter to everything we just said. If he was just like, cool, I'm just gonna like go to you know Arizona and just like do the game with Kevin Burkhart. It doesn't feel like that's in the mix, just based I, I on would the imagine. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what I don't know what he's gonna do for for them this year. I mean, Greg Olson's in, in Tomlin. Uh, I mean, Greg Olson and Kevin are such good, such a great job. So I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, shout out to them. Um, well, obviously, I mean, there's there's so many things to talk about today. Why don't we just quickly mention that this is a giant ripple effect in terms of the QB market this year. I think yes. everyone assumed that he would end up either on the Raiders or the Niners. Um, then, you know, now we have another open slot, first of all. And second of all, we have one other guy who's left, who's, who's not going to take up another slot. So, you know, Derek Carr's agent's got to be thrilled. Jimmy G's agent's got to be thrilled. Aaron Rodgers has even more leverage now. Um, I guess, like, what was your first sort of, like, football thought in terms of what's going to happen after this news broke? Well, yeah, the ripple effect, obviously. I mean, Tampa Bay has Kyle Trask on the roster now, right? Like, it just opens up. Blaine Gabbert, <laughs> the, the NFC, hero. The NFC is just like a, a wasteland of quarterbacks right now. I mean, the NFC South is just bad. Um, if you're if you're the Bucks, just tank for Caleb Williams at this point. Do the Raiders get rid of Derek Carr if Tom Brady announces this two months ago? 
or at least vocally want to get rid of Derek Carr too much, right? Right? Like great question. Like, do they say is it on their radar to get rid of him if Tom makes this known two months ago? I don't know. Um, you know, the Niners, I think, were gonna roll back with Purdy. And his elbow injury changed things, and it might be changed for the better. I think the Niners just – you play with Trey Lance. Like, you just roll with Trey Lance. You, you, you draft him, just play him. You know, do the Bucks trade for Aaron Rodgers now? Um, so, yeah, I mean, Tom, there was – you know, I think there was talk about – I saw – what did you, you did you tweet me this – you sent the tweet this morning of the commander – was commander's talk of Tom Brady to the commanders, Tom Brady to the Jets, like – so three days ago, yeah. Rex Ryan predicted Sean Payton and Tom Brady to the commanders, and that did not age. No, that did well. not age well. So <laughs> these, these teams that were kind of eyeing him now obviously are out of that discussion. The NFC quarterback situation is even worse. I mean, the best NFC quarterback right now is Jalen Hurts, and then it's yep. a- Rogers, Dak, Cousins. Yeah, if you assume Rogers is on the move, um, so what's the Rogers, Rogers out of that? It? It's it's. Hurts, it's Dak, cousins. cousins. Yeah, I mean, after Hurts, honestly, it's who else is in there? Kyler, Gino, no. uh, Daniel Jones. Like, that's Staff- who we're talking healthy about. Healthy Stafford, maybe. No. Healthy Stafford, which who knows if that's yeah. going to happen ever again. Um, that is, it's crazy. Yeah. Like when you really think about it, and then like you know Justin Fields, maybe like you look at the, you look across the the conference, and I don't know. It's like maybe we'll see one or two end up in uh in the draft coming through but like the texans are getting one of the top guys the bears have that top pick but they're not going to take it like who knows who's going to get that that pick the number one pick so it's pretty wild the future of the nfc at quarterback is uh is not looking great maybe maybe you know a lamar or something will end up there speaking of quarterback futures that well, maybe this one did get a little bit brighter. Russell Wilson just got a uh, genius offensive mind and Sean Payton to come over um, to Denver. It was interesting what Sean Payton's, one of his first comments said something about Russell's a really hard worker and we're going to really invest in that running game to take the pressure off of him. I thought that was a pretty interesting first message <laughs> from Sean Payton uh, about the $250 million quarterback. But I guess I could... I'll ask this the trolling way. Are you worried now that your divisional rival has a possible Hall of Fame coach and Hall of Fame quarterback uh, to run their offense? So the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl this year <laughs> with um, a wide receiving core that ended the, the game with Marcus Kemp, who had eight targets in his career playing in the, the last snaps of the AFC Championship game. With at, at one point in the fourth quarter, five rookies playing on the Chiefs defense. So, no, the answer is no, I'm not worried about uh, Sean Payne and, and Russell Wilson. Um, I've, I've said this before. Did you, I don't know if you knew this piece of trivia. The Broncos have more recently won a Super Bowl than have been the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Yeah. That's astonishing. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, so, here, so many thoughts about this. Um, he obviously wasn't their first choice. <laughs> And I think for a couple reasons. One is the cost of the trade, right? So you're you're trading away assets that you really didn't want to give up for Sean Payton. And you already didn't have not have, you know, many assets to give up in the first place. And obviously how much it costs to get him there. Maybe you want a more personnel control. Now Sean Payton has the personnel control. 
this is what happens often in hiring, though, when you, you hire the opposite of what you just had that did not work. So I had a first-time head coach in Nate Hackett. Now they go the opposite direction in a Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning coach in Sean Payton. It's opposite, complete opposite, right? So you hired an adult, an adult who knows how to run a team in your building. The issue, Matt, with this hiring is that Sean Payne's offense and what Russell Wilson does well are not the same thing. And so I wonder if there was talk of like, if it doesn't work this year, we'll eat the money, get rid of them, and you can find your own guy. Because they don't match. Sean Payne's offense is rhythm, ball out, spread it out, boom, 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 boom. Russell Wilson is not a rhythm thrower anymore. It's not what he is, man. And I, unless Sean Payne's changing what he's done for his career and, and Taylor's offense more to Wilson, which is certainly possible, the fit schematically is not there. Now, the adult in the room, the, you know, the, the, the building, the team building, all those things are great. The, the Broncos needed that. But the schematic fit to me, don't quite understand it. Um, hmm. And I just don't know if Wilson is, is going to buy into what Payne wants to do. So we'll find out. Two questions. You said that this wasn't their first choice. Are you thinking the first choice? Do you think it was Harbaugh or do you think it was Ryan's? Um, I think they. I think they. If they were to choose, they would have chosen Harbaugh. They could choose anybody. Based just on tea leaves, or was that reported I, I, out? I think that's what people. I think it was Harbaugh than Ryan's. And you think that Ryan's spurned them for Houston? Yes. Interesting. I thought. I mean, Rappaport. That's what he tweeted. I felt that was maybe a little bit of a generous assessment because you don't I don't think that Sean Payton is your backup choice I don't think you you do I think mean, he was the did. backup choice because of the of the the, the assets that give up to get him but then why do it you know what I mean? if he's your third choice. if you're like if you are I was asked this today um you know is a first what would they have a first and a second right for Sean Payton and a, and a third yeah but they got a third back, I think, right? They ended up swapping thirds. I think oh, they, maybe that's what like that, that was. Okay, yeah. So, like, what team right now would you trade a first and a second for a coach? So, like, my example is, like, if you're the Chargers, you would trade a first and a second for Andy Reid in a heartbeat. Yep. Like, like, there are teams you would absolutely do that for, right? Sean McVay, Kyle yeah, Shannon. Yeah, like, for, like, you would trade, like, Who's a young, you know, a young team that would could use like a, like a young quarterback? Use Sean McVay. Like you would trade that in a heartbeat, right? Like a, yeah, a team Chargers that, again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just anyone, Justin Herbert. Like just anyone for Justin Herbert. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, but in this situation, like that feels a, a a tiny bit steep for this season. Now, if the goal is this season is like a tryout, if Wilson doesn't work, we just throw the season away and get rid of him. Then okay, fine, because you still have your picks. I think next year you kind of get your picks back. But for this year, it's a pretty steep ass to like get better with no one to draft. <laughs> like, I guess. It, it just you're kind of in a tough spot with your cap and and what it, it's. My guess is they told him you're not stuck with Wilson if he doesn't work after this season, and we'll just eat. We'll have to do whatever we can, but we'll eat it. I think that's the part of this that's so interesting to me is this. I think we're about to see something happen in the NFL that has happened in other sports. But it hasn't happened in the NFL yet. And it's the Broncos ownership is like a multitude. It's like they're exponentially richer than most NFL owners. 
Yes. They have a different type of assessment of cost benefit. This is not like, I'll use Dan Snyder as an example. Like Dan Snyder bought the Washington Ben Redskins for under a billion dollars. It was like $800 million or something. He did not even have all that money. There were lots of other partners. He had to take on all his debt. Like, right, right, right. That was who used to buy football teams. Now, the, when Dan Snyder sells the commanders, the people who are going to buy it, like Jeff Bezos might buy it. That's a guy with, you know, uh, ten, nine figures in his bank account. Like, it's a different breed of rich. And we're going to start to see this, I think, like income inequality in the NFL, like you've seen in baseball and even in the NBA where Bob Myers and the, and the um, or Joe Lacob and the Warriors are just like, sure, we'll just pay the income tax. Who cares? We won't win. I think that's what that's what struck me about this for Denver is like they can get out of the Wilson thing. Like whatever it takes, like whatever, we'll just eat the cap. Like, oh, Sean Payton, we have to trade some stuff. And then we have to pay him an absurd contract. Like, who cares? We already are, we have this asset in Russell Wilson. We have to get the best possible thing out of him. Let's see what we've got and we can go from there. And I feel like that's what struck. I don't know if that's like reading too much into things, but like, no, 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 this you, is no, not I, how like the Raiders would have done this. You know what I mean? Like, oh, there no, are certain the, teams you, that can't think like oh, this correct. and the Broncos can. Oh, no. The Broncos owners absolutely are just throwing more money at the problem because they have it. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely right. Like they're probably paying pay, paying fifteen million dollars a year. They do Easily. not care. They didn't even think about it. It's like sure, whatever. No, who cares? You're absolutely right about that one. They can pay more than others can f- to fix the problem. Now, the question obviously is: this fixing the problem? Will it fix the problem? Maybe not with Russell Wilson, but if you're able to clear your contract of him in a couple of years, you got Sean Payton there, and yeah. he's done a lot of winning in New Orleans. So, like you're. you're Maybe it works with Wilson. If it does, great. If it doesn't, you got Sean Payne for for many years as your as your coach. So it's again, you threw money at the problem and you can afford it. So go ahead and do it. I think, you know, the way they played this with Hackett, where they fired him before the season was even over, and they basically said, I think they're looking at this and saying, We are putting the best possible person in this seat to deal with this problem of Russell Wilson. If Sean Payton can't fix it, we can rule out that Russell Wilson's good, right? Like there's there's no question after this that if it can't work in this system, he's toast. So I think yes. from a business standpoint, it really makes sense for them. Um, Cause then they can just sort of fail fast and they're not scared of, oh, well, we're gonna have to like pay out all this dead money, like whatever, they can figure that out. So that's why I don't totally buy the, uh, the Ryan's thing. Because with Tameko Ryan's, like maybe he's an amazing head coach. I hope he is. I'm sure he will be in Houston. Um, but he's not like an offensive genius where they could rule out that Russell Wilson sucks. The, you know what I mean? The, the the one the one thing about the D'Amico Ryan's hire is is look, I I am I love the praise that he's getting. It's it's great. Um, but the one thing I will say is that like I I would love to do the research on this. I don't have the time. Is like. Who does when the media, when every single person praises a coaching hire, does that coach end up being really good? Because it feels like the Everyone coaches that we Daniel Hackett, yeah, it feels like the coaches that we mock, like Nick Sirianni, Doug Peterson, Mike McDaniel, end up being the really good, like first time head coaches, not not guys that we've already seen coach, like first time head coaches. I don't know, man. Demigo Ryan's might be the best coach of all time. But everyone's assur- assured that he's the best coach of all time. And yeah. I, I have a feeling I think you have as well. Like, okay. Like, uh, sure. 
Like, yeah, let's see it. It's like, this happened with Robert Sala, if you remember. Like, he was another defensive coordinator for the Niners. He yeah. looked the part on the sidelines. Like, everyone saw him. They were like, that's a head coach. Like, look how much the players love him. Look how smart his defense was. And we'll see. I think Sala's actually done a pretty good job with what he's had. But he needs a quarterback. We'll I think if he had a quarterback, well, yeah. Really and, I th- and again, that, that was Domingo Ryan's. Domingo Ryan's will be good if he gets a quarterback. And it's a real. It can be a simple job like that. And if he get a quarterback, I think he'll be fine. And again, I, everyone vouches for him, even players, former players. It's not a knock on him. Just saying that, like, I just saw the 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 automatic like tweets pouring like greatest hire ever, greatest hire ever. Greatest. I'm like, I want to do like a research on like who. Each year we said as the media, like the best hire. And was that person the best hire three years from now? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, that's that's absolutely true. I think uh, there's a lot of good ways to be a head coach. And like the difference between Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni, like Andy Reid is this brilliant offensive mind. It, uh, Nick Sirianni obviously knows what he's doing. But, you know, sometimes it's just like who's a good CEO of the program. Like the Eagles have – both their offensive and defensive coordinators are getting head coaching interviews, right? Like clearly oh, yeah. there's more talent on the staff than just him where we've, you know, we've all been talking about Eric B for what feels like an eternity. Um, you know, it's, it, there's differences in what people can do. Um, so I hope that he does well. I hope they get a great quarterback that certainly shortcuts things, but um, I agree. There hasn't really been a take about D'Amico Rands other than like, this seems great. Like good for Houston. Thankfully, thank God they, after after two embarrassing years, they uh, they did what seems to be the right thing. Um, I guess uh, I don't know what should we do from here. Do we want to just go right to Super Bowl and do a little preview? I think we should go right to Super Bowl, here? buddy. Right to All right, Super Bowl. so let's do it. The line opened. Uh, the Chiefs were an early favorite. Um, then it got bet back to the Eagles. It remains the Eagles laying the point or point and a half, I think. Um, I don't know. I, it's interesting that uh, all the money came in on Philly first. The big talking point this week, I think, is that Philly hasn't played anyone. I saw something that they 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 played like the 32nd DVOA schedule, and then they had this cakewalk through the playoffs. Um, I don't know. Do you think Do you think the line is fair? I think, I think the line is fair. Um, I saw that the best quarterback the Eagles have played all season for QBR cumulative season QBR is Jared Goff. Um, and that was like week Eagles. four when they were on a on a losing streak. The Eagles, though, are so good in the trenches that it might not matter. Like the Chiefs, just it's just hard to beat them, man. Like they're gonna have to find a way to stop the Eagles on first down to get them in a situation where Hurts has to become the offense. Like Hurts passing the ball has to become the offense. Because if not, then again, like, it doesn't matter. Like, the Chiefs are not set up to be great on third and two, like, in stopping the zone read. Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm just concerned about. And then being able for Riddick to block, you know, to be blocked. Like, I just, you know, I think Wiley is much better than we give him credit for. But the Chiefs offensive line has got their work cut out for them. It's a tough matchup. But the thing that makes me feel better about the Chiefs is they have the best quarterback in this game. And... It's that you're always in it with Pat Mahomes, right? Like that's that always gives you the opportunity to win the game. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I picked the Eagles early just for the offensive defensive lines, which I think cumulatively better than than the Chiefs. 
But I do think there is something to the idea that the Eagles have not played a tough schedule. Now, they've blown out bad teams, which they should do, Matt. They should do. Yep. But that's kind of like going to where I sit right now. I do think – I think if the, if the Chiefs win, it's probably close. And the, I think the Eagles could have the opportunity to win a bigger type game than the Chiefs would be able to win. I completely agree. It feels like every every Chiefs game is the same. Every Chiefs is. game is so the whole game. You're just white knuckling yourself the whole time, and then you exit. It's like, if they if they just played like one game, like the Niners game this year was the one game they played this year where you're less like, yeah. How about you play that game all the time? You win forty one twenty one. Yeah, against a good team. Like they have that in them. They absolutely do. They just don't do it. <laughs> they never do it. I they, I swear it's I don't. It's like you can count those amounts of games on one hand, and it's like that. What they play the Texans the following week. Like that happens all the time with them. But then you look at the Eagles, and the Eagles seem to – I mean, last week's game was a great example. When it was 7-7 after that McCaffrey touchdown, and it was clear that they, that the 49ers didn't even have a quarterback, did you for one second think, like, could this happen? Like, could this actually happen that the Eagles blow this? Like, they get a little bit tight when they have a close game, but when they're rolling, they are – cooking like they are yeah. just like an unstoppable force when they're up like if they're up 14 nothing game's over no i mean mahomes could try to make it close but the chiefs well, yeah are the I, team i'm not worried yeah it comes back I, down two scores well here's the thing that's like so that niners game remember it was 14 7 before halftime if the niners just go in the half and don't have josh johnson try to pass the ball it's 14 7 at halftime like it was not yeah. this blowout then they josh johnson fumbles that was 21 7 if the if the Chiefs can make Jalen Hurts have to drop back pass in this game, that's their best way to win. Yep. Like make him. I'm I'm sure someone will tweet me that his EPA went in the pocket. I'm like, oh, fine. We saw last weekend though that when you have to make him sit in the pocket, it's not as good as when it's play action. Or in rhythm, but like you get him to kind of just like squeeze the pocket a little bit and make him a little bit uncomfortable. So I'm excited though. I mean, look, man, the Chiefs are not supposed to be here. They're not, and they're here, and they have a ton of cap space and all their draft picks. Like it's it's awesome. Um, I, I'm just can the Chiefs just not do something stupid in this game? Can we have no shuffle passes, please? Can we just have, like, nothing dumb? Can we not fumble the ball like Mahomes did? And it wasn't his fault. Can we just do nothing stupid, Matt? Is that possible, you think? I don't think so. I think that's part of the the uh, the, the full Andy Reid experience. I do think, though, the thing that worries me about – I mean, you mentioned a lot of reasons to worry if you're a Chiefs fan. The other thing that concerns me is will they actually commit to running the ball enough no. Which isn't the thing that they do super well, but that is like, I I've thought probably more than most about the game the Eagles lost that uh, that when Hertz was in there to the Commanders, right? The Washington game, yeah. Washington beat them by McLaurin had a really nice game, but they ran the ball so much. They ran the ball fifty times. There was Robinson had twenty six carries, eighty six yards. They weren't. Those aren't huge numbers, but they just controlled the clock. They didn't let the Eagles go and like do that quick drive, score, bang. You're down, you're down 14 games over. They didn't let them do that, and they you can run on them. Like and then when they get you get that pass rush on its heels a little bit, 
then yeah. things kind of open up. So I, you know, Pacheco it looks amazing. I feel like they really found something with him. And if he were to be able to get a good start going, I think that the, the Chiefs might be able to just slow down the Eagles enough that they can keep this thing in range. And we've seen it with Mahomes. I think we can say it confidently. There's no one you'd rather have in a close game in the second half in the NFL at any position than Patrick Mahomes. So if it's close I, in the second half, the Eagles yeah. are fucked. I just don't feel great about like the Chiefs having to stop the Eagles running the ball in the fourth quarter. Yeah. No, it doesn't seem great. But last week, I mean, look, Mixon didn't do anything. Maybe he wasn't healthy. So Piran didn't do a ton either. And, you know, I think like the emotions are going to be like, we'll see. Like, you know, the Eagles haven't really been here before in a lot of these places. Like AJ Brown's going to want the ball a lot. Like, I don't know. It's, it's really going to be interesting. I, th- I think the Chiefs, you know, you're basically just saying, is Mahomes that good that, that, that pretty much the entire roster not being on the same level as the Chiefs or as the Eagles doesn't matter. And I think it's very possible. And obviously Andy Reid. So we'll what's see. Your, what's your lean for wager so far? Like I'm, I'm, the Eagles will be my lean right now. They were my first lean. Um, but yeah. I've, I'm not going to lock it in for a few more days. But I think that Pacheco overs are something I'm interested in. Um, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm very, I'm very curious. Like the other thing that's, I think, not being talked about quite enough is Jalen Hurts. Still doesn't look right. No, he's not. Right? He's not hundred percent. And both of these quarterbacks, and like I, we'll see I, in another two week, another week. Mahomes from now. should be. I think Mahomes actually. I think Hurts' injury is probably worse. Like I think we'll find out. It's like a, it's a grade three, like AC sprain. Like so, it's much worse because you tell he, there was a run he had to the left in that game. I think it was where he just like curled into a ball and fell down. Yeah, Mahomes should be fine. Um also, to the health of the Chiefs wide receivers, like, I, who knows? I mean, they lost three guys in this game. Uh, that's important to figure out um, as well. It's going to be fun, man. Yeah. The Andy Reid, the Andy Reid, Philadelphia thing. Yep. Eric Bieniemy might be the, the, the commander's OC after this game. We'll find out. Wow. Well, I don't even right? know if that's Isn't there good. Talk, isn't there a talk about talk? commanders? Yep. Yeah. There's some Anthony Lynn talk. How does it feel for uh, for you and Mitch that that the Kelseys are really on your corner here? I mean, this is like NFL brothers. Like, this is a I tough mean, beat Mitch, for the Schwartzes. Mitch didn't want to do a podcast. I asked him. I it's tried like, my best. I I mean, Travis we, is. Uh, we tried. To, I, you guys were both amazing players. You and Mitch. Travis is like this. Travis is like one of the what two or three best guys in his position ever. Um, and I mean, now they're, that they're both in the Super Bowl, this is a tough beat for you guys. I mean, they're they're both Hall of Famers. Mitch and I are not, so that's a little bit different. But I tried, man. I tried to get Mitch to do a podcast. Didn't want to do it. He didn't want to be locked into a schedule. He said, "So is is Jason a surefire Hall of Famer? Like, is he is he like the best uh, center of his generation? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. He wins if, especially if he wins another one too. He'll have two two time Super Bowl champion. Pro Football Reference has like a." Hall of Fame like calculator thing they do, but um, I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think Kelsey. Let me look up here. I looked at it the other day. They have like a, like a calculator thing. I don't know if he's. I think he's pretty close to like calculating like enough Pro Bowls and weighted things they do for like. I mean, he's made. He's made first team. Yeah, I mean, he's made. Pro football. I mean. 
17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. She's five years straight of being first team all pro. Jeez. That's incredible. I mean, part of it, I think, honestly, is like the unfortunate thing for offensive linemen a lot of the times is uh, the famous ones get a little bit more buzz. And I think sometimes... You know, I'm just curious, like from your watching, like if he's if if he's. A I would role. I would put him I would put him in the Hall of Fame, yeah. Got so it. they have him here. It is the Pro Football Hall of Fame mon- uh, monitor. They have him eleventh among centers, so that's probably not like good enough to probably get in. But we'll leave that to the voters. We're th- we're this deep in the podcast, and I want to ask you a question for for the people who stuck around this long. You know some people on the Chiefs. Was this really a high ankle sprain? Or is or is um, it intentionally diagnosed to the public differently than it actually was? Okay, so who told us it was a high ankle sprain? Because the Chiefs certainly didn't. Right? Because huh. they, they don't they don't actually tell us that stuff. So they either told like, you know, Adam Schefter or Ian Rapport about it. And um, who knows who told them? Right. The Chiefs, I mean, yeah. I imagine it maybe it's just not a bad one. I wondered. I because I mean know, our I, boy our boy Ravel said he called six orthopedists and they said it's no way it's a high ankle sprain. Yeah, he couldn't have played. But I almost feel like that was the biggest that there's a lesson there where it was like, oh, we're seeing him walk without a brace, like he's fine. It's like, are we sure it's actually a high ankle sprain? Because it didn't come from a real source. And I feel idiotic that I didn't just bet the Chiefs when they were a couple I, point underdogs. I tried to warn people. I did my best. I told you guys he would be fine. I did my best warning. I warned I everybody. I, just the Chiefs homer, but I warned everybody. You could have been a little more explicit with your boy. Like At this they, point, I think we're, we're close enough buds that you could have just laid it out for me. Um, Bengals fans, you, got, you guys had to eat that, man. I'm sorry. You talk shit for That's a year. One. You had to eat tough it. One. I'm sorry. You just had to eat it. You had to eat it. You, you had to take it. I know you're upset and you didn't like it, but you talk shit for a year and you just had to eat it. Well, that's, that's what, what happens. All right. Super Bowl week coming up, guys. Coaching carousel. Got a couple more down, a couple more left. We'll catch up with you guys next week. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy. The Pro Bowl skills competition, college basketball, (laughs) the NBA, whatever else you're doing. There are no football this weekend, guys. Have a good one. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane? Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates in Northbrook, Illinois.